Sometimes I Get It Right by Mark Carver. As I walk around a town centre, I wonder what it would be like to touch someone, to hold someone, preferably a woman, just to be close to something. After a while, I start to imagine I am touching the woman who is walking in front of me. I slowly walk behind her, imagining I have my hands around her. She walks one way, then another. She must feel the touch from inside my head. She stops and lets me pass, then walks off in the other direction. That was April as Poetry Month in Limerick. Oh. <laughs> this is what I sent you yesterday. Yeah, and I didn't read it. Yeah. Did you not? Yeah. Oh. Very strange poem. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. He's getting attached, or what's. What's he trying to get across? He, he's lonely and he wants a woman and he's imagining he can touch the one in front of him. But is it all going on in his head? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever had an imaginary girlfriend? No. No. I did have an imaginary friend who was going up Shadow. Shadow? I, looking back on it, I always think, ooh, isn't that interesting? Did you watch Shadow? Bear in the Big Blue House when you were younger? Um, I did, actually. There was a shadow on that. Ah. Shadow. Was Shadow an imaginary character? There was Bear in the Big Blue House. It's a great oh, tune. Do, yeah. Can we sing it? Yeah, go on. I don't know what though. I've, you the start it and I'll get it. In the, the big, big Blue House. Da, da, da. Da. Yeah, no, it's a, <laughs> a classic. Um, so there was, <laughs> there, there was Bear. He was just, Bear. what was he called, Bear? Yeah. And then there was Blue the I had I had a session this recently. Was, was Bear male or female? Bear was male. Male, okay. 100%. No way Bear was female. Why was she trying to claim him as their no, own? No, no, I was... No, no, no. Um, um, I'm mm. going to Google it now. Yes, do uh, it. So there was... Did you have another imaginary friend? Just to, so that you don't... Uh, yeah, I think I did. I think his name was Shadow as well. Or it could have been oh. Eddie, I'm not sure. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie the Lights. Eddie the Lights, yeah. <laughs> Eddie the Lights. So the oh, characters okay. in Bear in the Big Blue House, there was Luna the Moon. Oh, yes. Remember yeah. used to stand on the balcony and talk to the moon? Yeah. Ashton thought she was the moon. Ashton when, thought she was the moon? Yeah, when she was watching Bear in the Big Blue House. How? Me. I don't know. Yeah. More on this. We'll have to more get her on the podcast. Bring on the moon. Bring on the moon. 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 Hey, bring on. Uh, Ray the Sun. Ray the Sun. Uh, and I made Ojo, oh. who was the, an orange bear who played the guitar. Oh. There was Doc Hogg. Do you remember Doc Hogg? Oh, no. I don't know. Rita Mouse. Right. Jake the dog. Mm. I I thought there was a mouse called Blue in it. There was. <laughs> Benny the the Blue. <laughs> this is Blue, is it? Blue. Blue. Baron Big Blue House. Um, okay, Michael. Oh, I, I'm still, I'm going with this now, I'm still here looking at it, uh, there's a, here a videotape of Bear and the Big Blue House, imagine mm. having that on tape, um, the, there were purple otters in it, did you? Yeah, I remember them. Do you? Yeah. Alright, there you go. What and did they do? What did they do? Yeah. That's a good question. What was the, the arc of the story <laughs> of Bear and the Big Blue House? <laughs> Paper Jews is bringing you all the big questions. What, where was the conflict? What oh, happened? Yeah. Biggie in the middle island. What? <laughs> Sorry, Biggie in the middle island. Yes. Now, uh, Mark, I wanted to ask you. Um, you're now a townie. Yes, so I you am. Like it or not, I am. I'm a townie, full blown. Mm. We heard there was a, a noise in a no <laughs> town the other night. 
Loud noise. Do you know what, what was the noise? What was the noise? I think what it was, was fireworks. Noise? Was it fireworks? It was fireworks. What was the noise? I am fucking sick of Claire's buy and sell it. I am so fucking sick of it. What is that crew for? Mm. Is anyone buying or selling anything on no. it anymore? No. Such a load of shite. <laughs> is anyone living off the grid? <laughs> she yeah. posts in fa on a Facebook group. <laughs> is anyone here in this buy and sell group living off the grid? Another person posted in it. I actually think this was the same person who posted that one. Is there anyone who can help me to sell things? I'm no good at it. On a buy and sell group, she is trying to buy someone to sell things for. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we had, of course, the firework. Indeed. There was Cause great 70 something comments on this. Yeah. And I established within two comments that there was a firework went off. <laughs> a single firework. Yet 76 comments followed it. I loved it. There was one comment, you know, when something going, is going for sale or something is interested in it, they go F. Mm. And there was F. F. Following. F stands following. Oh. Following right, the so story. Keep, yeah. More on this as it comes. Yeah, the cartoon just can't compete with this. They this really just, can't. No. Like, uh, <laughs> what has it become? How many members has Claire's buy and sell? Can That's we do a great some question. Let's do some, some research. market research yeah, on this. Yeah. Do we blame it on... When Elaine joined Claire, it was it was Claire's buy and sell, mm, wasn't it? Yeah, Claire and Elaine. Who How many it? people do you think are in this group? Two thousand four hundred. No, two thousand and forty-eight. Okay, that's a fair one now. Like that's like Gory is a town with what ten thousand? Yeah, nine point two thousand people. Nine thousand. Holy shit! Yeah, go for here is my issue. Right? Here's, Here's where issue. I yes, take yeah, issue good, with good, Claire's yeah. buy and sell. <laughs> I posted a plate of ham for sale last year. And they took it down. Yeah. They don't take down people asking people to sell things for them. Mm. Or is anyone living off the grid? Yeah. And then there's other people asking, like, people go on to it looking for, like, mental health advice. Mm. Is there anywhere I can go? I'm feeling sad. Or does anyone want to go for a coffee? I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. Like, in all fairness, okay. Fair enough. But mm. this isn't the place. We have avenues for that. Avenues. We don't go on to Claire's buy and sell for that. I don't go on to done deal trying to buy a friend. <laughs> yeah. But what, what should we do back? What, what, I Cancel think we... Claire's buy and sell. We need, a, a, what's it called? Controversy. We need a, a scandal. We need a pedophile ring. We need to expose. There's something underneath the layers of Claire's buy and sell. We need a <laughs> private investigator to investigate what's okay. going on with these people. What if we... Scale it back a bit. What if we appointed a referee that, like, you would then, like, have a notebook and you say, okay, Elaine, that's it now. You've done three silly posts in a week. Yeah, and Eddie O'Sullivan gives you a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You've done it four times now. That's four posts this week and you weren't buying or selling anything. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Mark, speaking of sport, I went to Munster versus Toulouse yesterday. Yes. Yes, yeah. And I wore a Leinster jersey. And I thought this was a good idea at the time, but there was this bios in front of us. And I was only there, I'd say, five minutes when they go, Hey, you! Are you wearing a Leinster jersey? <laughs> are you wearing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Pull down that. I see you trying to hide that. Pull that down. <laughs> then ten minutes later, one of his friends would go, Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. And so I couldn't really explain. I couldn't give a succinct sentence to explain hi there <laughs> I went to uh, I played underage rugby for Gory but I, I have no understanding of where Leinster stands in this whole Champions Cup ordeal and um, 
Yes, I, I'm just here because uh, it's a spectacle and I'd like to see uh, you win. But I, so I just kept going off. I don't know. But I, got to, I think I started nine because around half an hour later they asked, hey, you, Leinster man, <laughs> when are Leinster playing? And I said, I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, you explained to me before, but if you want to explain to the listeners your reasoning for wearing the Oh, yes, yeah. I was going to a rugby match and I thought that I should wear a rugby jersey to show that I'm one of the boys, but um, no, that didn't really work to plan. But I, I put on, uh, I tried on my Lions jersey, it was too big, it was like a dress on me. And I know oversized, oversized clothing is all the range now, but I said, no, no. And uh, the Ireland jersey was too big as well, so the only one that fit was my Leinster jersey. So there you go. There are tribals. Our tribals, yeah. That I, I don't know. And then I wanted to point out the fallacy that, like, you've Joey Carberry playing there, and I believe he played for Leinster once upon a time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You've well, no problem with him now that he wears red, and he wants to wear blue. I wear blue now. Yeah. You should go to a Celtic match and wear a Rangers jersey. <laughs> soccer, soccer. Yeah, soccer. I don't know where you stand. In, I like. want you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um... But this is where, but it was all a good jest, Mark. Mm. And something that is not going to go jest at the moment is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I started watching Seinfeld last night. Sorry, no. Oh, did <laughs> you? Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld it's is class. terrific. It's class. Dum, 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 That music reminded me of it. And what about Kramer? Oh, what about Kramer? Actually, he lives the life. I've only watched the first episode. Okay, keep so watching. Only got, Kramer is the, the his friend. He's the lad that, I don't know if we could do this, but like, he will, like, he's always. Your microphone, Michael, your microphone. Oh. <laughs> One second, one second, one second. I'm just going to pretend I'm, I'm Kramer, okay? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already done that. <laughs> he's already done that. He will do that every episode. Yeah. And you will laugh every time because it's just, see, that's Kramer. Kramer. Is my microphone still on? Sorry. Yes, yeah. He's cancelled, isn't he? Is he? What did he do? He done stand-up and he went off the fucking rails <laughs> on stage one night. And it was, he was like shouting the N-word up at the crowd. In the stage, oh uh, I think he was on cocaine. I think he had like cocaine problems. Oh, and uh, yeah, he lost it that night, and he kind of got cancelled ever since. Oh, but uh, Seinfeld's very good. I didn't know the premise going into it all. He actually does stand up. He is Jerry Seinfeld, like yeah. It's and it, the stand up bits in it are very good as well. Mm. Yeah. Was one, yeah. It, but it, I, what I love about it is nothing actually. It's actually nothing happens in it. Mm. There is nothing. There's no story. No, it's no, just, well, it's like, just no, capturing it life, like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, there was, a, he had a woman come in from out of town, mm. and she was engaged. That was right. the start, that was the start of the story, anyway, and then he's, yeah. like, up on stage talking about that night, you know, bits about women or whatever. It's very good. Jerry's mother, no, Jerry's father is a bit of you now. He doesn't is give it? a flying... In the show? Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, in, his, in the show only, yeah, mm. yeah. Um... Yeah, apparently Michael Richards, the Seinfeld star Kramer, destroyed his career in three minutes. Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah. some going. Um, so there we, you go. I don't think we can play it on the podcast. No, I don't think we will. No. But he doesn't look as well as it's when It's on he, YouTube. You is can, it? You can right. look it up. You can, see, you can see it on YouTube. Interesting. I didn't know that. But you were going to say that in context of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Why? Oh, just because we were going to do, 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 do. Oh, right. 
Um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are having a frank exchange of views. They're not getting mm. on well at the minute. Oh, no. a, a bit of a kerfuffle. Mm. Just, you know, two strong personalities. Yeah, clashing. Clashing, coming together and mm. shitting in each other's beds. Yeah. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Shatting his bed. <laughs> Imagine that. Like I didn't even think women shat. <laughs> what did you think? Breeden doesn't poo. No. 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 She's a lady. <laughs> Better ask me, Binchy, if she poos. Yeah. Speaking mm. of breeds yes. and breeds, um, poos because she's apparently you can women can poo on the baby when it's born. Oh. Yeah, so if she does that, we're giving it back and getting a different <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> me and Breed are together one year today. Mm. Yeah, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, thank you very much. Uh, one year together, nine months pregnant, and living together for four days. The Catholic way. So yeah, this, that's just Do you, life, that's the way things happened. Mm. The Catholic way. Is that gu- does that let's stick with that now does that does that make you feel guilty no no not at all. okay that's good that's no. all that's all there shouldn't be guilt there shouldn't be shame there should no, there's no be guilt let there be no guilt yeah okay that's good thank you now thank but, you Father Tree Hail Marys <laughs> but what what are you learning like you're I know you lived alone in Australia but now you're mm. living alone in a place where there's you're, you're living in beside someone else's back garden and you can see everything that goes on in their life. Mm. And the, the lights are always on in the town. Mm. They will never go off. Yeah. These are big differences for you, the Castletonian. Yeah. yeah. Traffic is a big one. Was I talking mm. about that? Traffic drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. Like Esmond Street is cat. Always trying to go up that way. And then the roundabout at the petrol or the train station. Because mm. you're going up towards Duns. It's right off. But other than that, no, it's fine. I like it. So far, so good. It's uh, I suppose I'm doing all my growing up in this next month. So like I've moved in with someone for the first time. I've lived outside of home, but like never as you know, a couple have I lived mm. full time with someone. So like there's you think you do live with someone when like say the arrangement where you know you're both staying in each other's parents' house or whatever, but still you're not looking after things like washing up and clothes and fucking hoover and shit like that so that becomes a whole other thing as well uh but we're we're it's so far so good like it's all going well uh but yeah so that's growing up in that sense of it uh then there's obviously the baby is coming in three weeks so then i've gone from kind of like living with my parents to my own family own home straight away which is going better than i expected so that's a plus in every action you do you're you have to be patient at the moment um, how have you found that? In what regard? What well, like, you've been living together with your girlfriend, the mother of your child, for uh, four days. Mm. Like, there is no time for a little tiff. There's no time for... I think you, I think you have to be more patient then. There's, there's no warm-up act for patience. And the, 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 the virtues that you describe in like stoicism, you have to apply them now in your current life. The big change that has happened in the last few days and the change that is coming in the next month. Mm. 
Yeah, it's not hard though. Breed is doing very good. Like she's very easy to live with, very easy to get on with. So I'm blessed in that regard. Like she's very patient and very understanding of like the fact that I'm here now on our anniversary and then going to play mm. a match after that. And like she's just very, very understanding and lets me do the things I need to do to be me. So I'm very lucky in that sense. She isn't Amber Heard. Mm. She doesn't shit in my bed. She hasn't yet shat in my bed. Yeah, touch um, wood. Touch wood. Amber Heard was also doing cocaine allegedly in the courtroom. Did you see that? Was she though? Was I she? don't think so. I think she was just looking for a photo. Yeah, but so, the way she shoved the thing up her nose and then went like that. Do you see it, Shane? Yeah, I see it. I don't know. What do you think, Shane? Oh, I don't think. It could be, but it's also like highly unlikely. I don't no, think so. I think she pauses for the photo. Yeah. It's like to give the photographers a chance to see her grieving on the stand, you know, it's, and yeah. then move, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see how someone could be that kind of brave, stupid, and like they, they know it's such a high profile case, everybody's watching it, this is, when the camera is on you, it's like, mm. oh yes, I can just take some cocaine now, mm. and everything will be okay. Yeah. But see, this is the thing, I had never heard of Amber Heard, but now I have heard of Amber Heard because of this trial. Mm. So is it a publicity thing? Yeah, I don't know. But the whole... I was looking on YouTube there, and like I wasn't going to go too far in it last night because mm. it's just... It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, you wonder sometimes why it's everywhere. Like why? Yeah. Like why? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, it's like... It, it's a cycle. It's Henry and Meghan and then... Or Harry and Meghan, not Henry. Sorry. Henry, Henry, Henry Hoover. Hoover. Henry Hoover. <laughs> Henry Hoover going up. Because he got dirt on Megan Mark. Oh. <laughs> Dear. Um, the, uh, but, like, I love, there's this Reddit ar- uh, thread, uh, which I find interesting. Too afraid to ask is the Reddit thread. Mm. It has 1.6 million uh, people in it. Right. And uh, one of them is, why is everyone on Reddit convinced that Amber Heard is lying and Johnny Depp is telling the truth? Ooh. I'm not taking signs, but in, in the news articles I read, I live in Europe, they make Depp look very guilty. And I was wondering what the media here is leaving out. Mm. I thought that was interesting because in the early days, it sure looked like, no, there's a woman has come forward and uh, this other fellow is going to be guilty. Mm. But it doesn't seem like it's that straightforward in this case. No. Well, there was a case beforehand, wasn't there? Like Johnny Cash is dead, rest in peace. And Johnny Depp is um, currently battling Amber Heard. <laughs> Sorry, I got a text about cash there. Oh, did you? Yeah, so that's yeah. why that was, yeah. Uh, it was a revenue look away. No. First cousin of mine, the cashes. Um, so we are talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, fuck, what was I saying? I don't know, we're both on coffee today. I'm yeah. on box coffee, you're on box coffee as well. Iced is your preference. I'm on box. You're on uh, box. <laughs> box, juice. Um, sorry, I am all over the place today. You're okay, you're okay. Um, what was I talking we were about? Ta- we were talking about Amber Heard and the sides of the story. The and sides of the story um, and something about the media. Media, yes. Yeah, How so it's painted. Take it. And <laughs> take, take my word for it. <laughs> Go off. Take no. it. Um, but the, there were, oh yeah, there was a very interesting bit where they had the psychologist for Amber Heard on the stand. And mm. they had her notes. Mm. I didn't know that they'd go into such detail. And they had intimate relationships and they had a list there. And then she had... I bet she didn't think it would be a big deal at the time, but she had a line down 
and then two people here, one of whom was Elon Musk. <gasps> Shout out to Elon, Shout big fan of the show. And um, someone else as well who's famous. And these are two, and the, the lawyer was trying to say that these were intimate relationships. And apparently at the time, Johnny Depp was kind of saying, Amber, you're seeing someone else or something. And it, but she was saying that these were friends. Mm. But, the, but yes, it was very... Oh, so she was intimate with Elon. Apparently. That should be the name of his podcast. Intimate with Elon. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am think Amber heard him. He's lying. <laughs> that was my Elon Musk impression. All right. Okay. Well done. Um, but yeah, so there was something going on there. She is a horrible person, I think. Amber Heard? I've seen it. Anyway, what's oh, Okay, there we go. On Reddit. It makes her paint. It paints her as a total narcissist, right? And just a bad person. And you see, like Johnny Depp, um, he's being um, interviewed by her defense, and basically say they're saying things like, "And you poured a mega pint of wine, apparently." And Johnny Depp just goes, "A mega pint? Like, <laughs> what is a mega pint?" <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, he's, I had a large glass of wine, and he's like, you sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings, or something like that. Uh, uh, isn't it, uh, isn't it every hour a happy hour? Yeah, yeah, isn't every. Yeah, the defense is making a hands of it, like everything. They're asking Johnny questions, and he starts explaining. He's like, objection, hearsay. Yeah, objection, hearsay. Objection, everything you're saying. Well, if I was up, well, I was going through TikTok like yesterday. It was just objection, hearsay. Yeah, <laughs> like, objection, hearsay. Not good case. Yeah, like everything Johnny Depp says, there's objection, hearsay. Objection, hearsay. After every sentence, and then at one stage, Johnny Depp he says something. And he's like, oh, well, I suppose that's hearsay. <laughs> And there's another stage where your one is given a, a talk or, so, or a speech, what do we call it, deposition? And she's like, um, he had a jar of cocaine, a jar. And you'll see Johnny turn to his uh, lawyer and say, a jar, a jar of dirt. Because that's like a quote from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. He comes out with like a jar, he's like, oh, I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> oh he God. doesn't give a shit. Like he's going across mm. very well in all the things that are going across the, the internet anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, Apparently, like they, they did get on well at one stage, like and like they were kind of like, oh, it's you and me against the world, but now it's kind of all gone the other way. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Mm. Well, I suppose they did if they were in a relationship. How long were they mm. together? I haven't a clue. He was married to someone else for ages, wasn't he, Johnny Depp? Yeah, he's had a couple of bigger relationships. Johnny Depp was a good friend of Hunter S. Thompson. Have you ever was he done, looked into Hunter S. Thompson at all? Shane, no. have you heard of him? Yeah, this lad you've, you've talked about. You've talked about him before. Have I? His, uh, his daily routine was like, yes. wake up. He's a writer and he's like, wake up, cocaine, uh, whiskey, and... His drugs routine. Remember, he yeah, has like timelines. Oh, like, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. 6.05am, cocaine, then uh, marijuana, whiskey, cocaine. Right. Then sit down to write at 3 o'clock in the morning. But uh, he, Johnny Depp organised his funeral and for his funeral he got his ashes and placed them into a cannon and attached it to a firework and shot the firework out of the cannon and then the firework exploded and his ashes went off in the air. Wow. Yeah. He was a good friend of Hunter S. Thompson. His writing is actually very interesting. Hunter S. Thompson invented gonzo journalism, which is where he actually went and lived with like the Hells Angels bike gang and things like this. He went in and made himself part of that organization of like for investigative journalism wow he sort of invented that he was the first one to go and do that and live the life no of way what he was investigating yeah 
That's mad. Yeah, but he was a massive drug addict. Yeah. Andreas Thompson. Wow. And Johnny Depp and him got on with Yeah, they were good friends. Mm. But he was a good bit older than Johnny Depp, like. Was he? Yeah. yeah, but he was the same sort of character. Like, no one... It's weird how, like, no one cares that Johnny Depp is, like, this lad who just does drugs and drinks and, like, that's, that's Johnny, like. Let him on. It's fine. Mm. And he does. It suits him to do that, like. No one's like, oh, you're an alcoholic or whatever. He's like, oh, he's an alcoholic, but it's fine. Because mm. he gets the work done, I suppose. Okay. Do you think our society needs to treat peop more people like Johnny Depp? Mm. No, I think our society needs to treat less people like Johnny Depp. Okay. Interesting. No, I don't really care. Sure, it's care. not me. It's not you? Yeah. Who's not you? I have enough to worry about. I don't give a fuck what other people do. Right. Not the man. Not the man. Yeah. Shane, who's guilty? Amber. Okay, right. Amber is guilty. Uh, yeah, like yeah. it's a def defamation case, so it's like the amount of money Johnny's lost because of all of our allegations. So there's, there's like a couple of specific news articles that came out claiming that Johnny Depp is a like, domestic abuser, he abused Amber Heard and all this, and that's caused him to, there's supposed to be another Price Caribbean movie that he was supposed to star in. He obviously lost that, that's 20, oh. 20 million he's after losing. He, oh my he's, gosh. He was sacked from the new, heart, like, go to, World of Harry Potter, like the Crimes of Grindelwald and our Fantastic Beasts, that's what the movie was. He was supposed, he lost his job, your man, what's that Danish lad, Santa Carlsberg ads, uh, that lad. He's oh, I know he, the look of him. He's after taking Johnny Depp's character in No the way. Room, like, so. He was Hannibal Lecter, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Hannibal series, which is very good. Right. But yeah, he, he's very good. But yeah, Johnny lost like tens of millions of dollars because of these allegations, which seem to be... Like I'd say there was some domestic abuse on Johnny's side, but she was probably more the aggressor. On yeah. Because there's recordings of her making shit out and said, oh, look, who, Johnny Depp's going to go to the media and say, I'm, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. Who's going to believe that? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah she admits to hitting him on tape. Like, yeah. They play it in the court. Mad, isn't it? And there's also a video, you see a video of her trying to cry for like three minutes. She's like Orange. telling this story. It's like, <laughs> and trying to cry. And there's no tears coming out. Like if you watch it, some I it was on Reddit and I read the top comments. And mom was like, "Watch this without audio, and you'll see how guilty she is." And I watched it back, and like when you can't actually hear the claims she's making, you just watch her facial expressions, body language. It's just clearly a lie. She also another one of the comments was, she changes the tense when she's telling this story. So this lad is like a psychologist or something. He goes. When someone is lying, it's not always the case, but for to match her body language, it's a good indicator that someone is lying if they change the tense of the story. So she says, he came down the stairs and into the kitchen and he's hitting me and he's not stopping and he's saying these things. So the past tense is true because she's remembering it as past tense. She's making up those lies in the present. So that's why he's coming down, he came down the stairs and he came into the kitchen and he's hitting me. So that's present tense now. So that's being made up at the moment. So that that was interesting. I thought. Very interesting, yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, one of Amber Heard's defences is that she didn't write these editorials at all. But then when she was on the stand, she goes, and all this is about um, stuff that I wrote or something like that. So it, she, in what she said, that she revealed that, like, oh, but she wrote these I things. I wrote then. these, yeah. So... Yeah. In it, other news. How many days is this going to go on? It's 20 oh, days or something, is it? Or uh, It's going on for a long time. Harder than that, for nearly two, around two weeks, I'd say. But, like, what is the penalty? Like, she's not going to go to jail. It's like she's only fined for, or sued for, 
loss of earnings or something like that. And he'll get that full loss of earnings off well, her? I don't know. It's def defamation, defamation case, though, I'd say. I'm not sure what exactly the fight will be in relation to, but it probably is loss of earnings or something like that. Yeah. And Fab is going to be done for defamation. <laughs> Why? For the oh, inbreds. inbreds. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big wave off Fab off the pot lane the other day. Uh, up, but he waved every car, so I didn't feel that special. <laughs> you have another update? I have a story about a man called Michel Latito. Oh, who is Michel? Michel Latito was a French entertainer born in Grenoble, Grenoble, famous for deliberately consuming indigestible objects. He came to be known as Monsieur Mouth Magnetout. <laughs> so, here are a list of the objects eaten by this man. He has consumed at least 18 bicycles, 15 shopping carts, 7 TV sets, 6 chandeliers, 2 beds, 1 pair of skis, 1 computer, 1 Cessna 150 light aircraft, that's an airplane, 1 waterbed, 500 meters of steel chain, a, wa a waterbed, he drank a waterbed, he didn't eat a waterbed, uh, 1 coffin with handles. One Guinness award plaque, <laughs> he ate the award he got. And 45 door hinges. Mm. Rhymes with orange. Not door rhymes hinges. with orange, door hinge rhymes with orange. Wow. You've defied poets everywhere. I have, so yeah, he ate, he ate a plane, this man. Yeah. Michel Latito. I wouldn't like him to poop in my bed. Oh yeah, I wonder what it sounds like if he shits. Is it like clanging off the <laughs> cistern? <laughs> Michel Lotito, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-O-T-T-I-O. -T -T right. Oh, he did it as a teenager, Mark, and he just started doing it, publicly began it in 1966. And he had an eating disorder. He had metal. Known as PICA, which is a psychological disorder characterised by an appetite for substances that are largely non-nutritive. Pregnant women get that. Oh. They get cravings for fire letters. They want to eat fire letters and stuff. Fire letters? Did yeah. Breed want to eat a fire No, letter? she never got Thanks it. Or hasn't yet, anyway. Right. But, yeah, a lot of people get... Pregnant women will get um, uh, hungry and have cravings for things like cardboard or fire lighters or things like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, if you want to give that a Google. I've seen mm -hmm. uh, it's on, like, you know, those TSE programs, like the big American fucking ridiculous ones. I think there's one Owen oh, she's either eating... Maybe in styrofoam or something like that. Yeah. Oh or and there was another one that was like eating the insulation from a house. Like they you know the like orangey kind of insulation. Like, oh the foam, yeah. Yeah, oh. eat that like. That's terrible. A doctor's also determined that he had a thick lining in his stomach and intestines which allowed his consumption of sharp metal without suffering injury. He also had digestive juices that were unusually powerful, meaning that he could digest the unusual materials. However, it also meant that soft foods, such as bananas and hard-boiled eggs, made him sick. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't eat a banana, but he could eat an airplane. <laughs> My gosh, that's incredible. Um, wow. He, he drank oil, and, and he drank... He's, it's between 1959 and 1997, he'd eaten nearly nine tons of metal. Jesus Christ. This man is incredible. If only we could have had him on the podcast. Nine tons of metal to pass through. And he had no problem passing his unusual diet. And what did it turn, did it turn to shit like, or was it metal when it came out? Did he actually absorb nutrients? Yeah, I, I do he not know. He definitely wasn't anemic? No. <laughs> Gone wow. I wonder, did he ever need motilium? 
Um, yeah, he drank million, mineral oil and continued to drink water by swallowing this metal bits and it acted as a lubricant to help the metal slide down his throat. Mm. Mm. Let's sit nice. with that now. So Pika, Mark, you were asking about that there. It's the unusual cravings. I wonder is there mm. anything here? Oh, stressors. Uh, it's been linked to mental and emotional disorders, including emotional trauma, maternal deprivation, family issues, parental neglect, pregnancy, and a disorganized family structure. Have you a disorganized family structure? <laughs> Every Tuesday as well. Bring it back into alignment. <laughs> Give him a smile. Give him a smile. Well, I don't think that's Pika that. Uh, oh, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Women have. You do a little bit of. Right, pregnant. Pika is the eating or craving of things that are not food. Eating weird objects. Oh, so mm. it is Pika. Pika during pregnancy. It's the same thing. Right. Uh, Pika craving examples. Now, if you see it in dogs, it can be a sign of immune-mediated hemolytic anemia. Especially if they're if your dog is eating grout, concrete dust, and sand. Good to know. Yeah. So it says here some examples are dirt, clay, rocks, paper, ice, crayons, hair, paint chips, and okay. they're for children. I had a cousin who used to eat sand down at the beach. He'd go down and he'd just eat sand. And were you... Did you see him do this? I don't... I think I might have a couple of times, yeah. I just ate sand. It's mm. fine. Still fine. Fine. Yeah. Still fine. fine. Past it fine. Past it okay. fine, yeah. Mm. Probably hard to bit wipe, I'd say. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yes. So, Johnny Depp and Adam Howard, what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this? Maybe don't have public... Try and settle your disputes before they get out in public. Or violent. Or violent. Or violent. Pick don't. a good partner. Pick a good partner. Pick someone who's going to be nice to you. Don't just pick someone who looks good. Okay. Don't don't poo in bed. Don't poo in someone else's bed and blame it on the dog. Mm. Like it's one thing blaming a fart on a dog. Okay. Blaming a shite on a dog. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. <laughs> and these are little dogs, so the story was like the cleaner found it in the bed. And like she was like, this this is no poo for a dog. <laughs> they were little chihuahuas. And she's like, no, no, chihuahua, no, little poo. <laughs> Big poo. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. And, um, and Putin has cancer. It's confirmed. Confirmed, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So is he going to press the big red button now, seeing as he's dying anyway? He's like, right, I'm going out with a bang. Wow. That's mad because for months now we've heard like, oh, he looks very bloated. Yeah. And we're, we're, did we discuss it on the podcast how like all the the press conferences with the women are all uh, simulated? No. Yeah. So apparently he moved his hands. There were these in the early days of this whole war that now is, well, no, it's still in the news. But uh, interest is <laughs> touch and go. Yeah. yeah. Johnny <laughs> that, Depp, I've never heard. Has to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other world. Dude needs to shit in someone's bed. Oh dear. And so there was these press conferences and he had like these women in uniform at them and like it would be a Sunday and he'd be there and he'd be saying this and that and there'd be two women over here and they'd be talking to each other and they were all around this table. But mm. apparently it was all a computer simulation. It was just him in a room and when he moved his hand then it revealed that it wasn't it wasn't reveal real life because he was interrupting what was being So cast. it was like a green screen or something? Yes. Now you have it. What was the reason for that? Sure, to show that, look, this is, this is a world leader, this is one that's, you know, suave, what's that word? 
Suave. 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 Michael reads more than he talks. <laughs> landlord and landlady are needlessly gendered words. Please be more inclusive by using land bastard instead. <laughs> My goodness. The um, Ireland thread on Reddit is very good. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a United Ireland. Oh, are we? Hey. <laughs> All of a sudden, now we want the Protestants. <laughs> Bring them back in. <laughs> this is jokes, people. I don't mean that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And I so you, you explained to me how this was happening the other night. Yeah, I tried to, but I don't think I fully understood. What did I say? So Sinn Féin won the argument. And yeah, now yeah. it's, they're in charge up in there. And the DUP are out, out. Out, out. Buffegan. Out, 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 out. <laughs> I was showing Brie Buffegan last night and she was not interested at all. Ah, I love Buffegan. Ah, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm glad he likes it, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> he loves it. A shoosh. A shoosh. <laughs> I, I skip all the ones where it actually shows Hurling in it. And I just, I've, did I say this on the podcast or before the podcast? But it's just like, it's him in like a selfie video going mental. And it's just like some owl lad looking at him oh. like this. In the background. <laughs> and he's there going, drink it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> or to the moon. To the, to the moon. It's the endings that are the best. And yeah. he could be walking through a field of sheep on a Tuesday just talking about hurling or something. And then. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and uh, Claire supporters, by yeah. God. By God. By God. Yeah. And I, I used to support Claire. Brian Lohan in the days. Yeah, back in the Brian Lohan. <laughs> Brian Lohan was playing. I don't even think that. Or some boys like I wouldn't think that from the Clare fans. Maybe the Cork fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. And Roy Keane wasn't Roy Keane. at the Man United match last night. He was down in Cork watching Cork and Kerry. No way. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Very interesting. So Cork hope Cork football gives him more hope than Man United at the moment. There's Michael Dwyer with a soccer reference. Yeah. What happened in the Man United match last night, Michael? No, I don't know. It was just the Cork football. No, tell us though. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't a clue. Did they put the <laughs> ball in the goal hole? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Cork Kerry match though. Did good. they? Mm, did Cork they competed for a good bit of it. Did they? Mm, 45 minutes of it and then Kerry took over. <laughs> a good bit. A good bit. What else is going on in the world, Michael? Yeah, good question. Um, the handshake, Mark. Brian Cody, Henry Shefflin. Oh, yeah. Mm. What's your thoughts? Let's get into this now. A lot of people think oh, it was just a handshake or whatever. He pulls him back, doesn't he? He does. He pulls him back and he doesn't stop. Is he looking at him or is he looking kind of away <laughs> from him? I don't know if he's making eye contact. This is it. The Podge the Wire spotted this with shout out to Podge and Gory Interior Doors. Yeah. He spotted that Henry wasn't looking at Brian in the eye. At all. He was show, shaking his hand and looking. he was looking this direction. Yeah. And even when you see the snap of that Master Apprentice photo, you can clearly see how Henry is looking downward or whatever. Yeah. So Henry is pulling him back to look him in the eye Brian is pulling him back to look sorry Brian yes yes yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes but is that a mark is Brian trying to be intimidating there or is he trying to show respect by trying to make eye contact with him when he's shaking his hand like look up at me it's, it's, it's a two way street isn't it he wants he wants to show respect but he also wants the respect he wants to say look me in the eye you man yeah yeah but Henry's looking down so he's like downwards which I think is kind of like respect for Ooh. Brian Cody because if he walked up to him and shook him in the hand like that I think it could be 
he could be feeling like I don't want to seem like I'm bigger than this man now who has given me so much of my career. Now, I don't know either of these men personally. Wow. So is that Henry, like, showing respect? He's like, look, you're still Brian Cody to me by going, you know, yeah. look, I you may not him, even, but you're still... He may not be even consciously doing that, but yeah. subconsciously, you know, this is, this is the, yeah. the, the yeah. man that, like, lives and breathes this and, like, yeah. has dominated so, hurling management. Yeah, yeah. so it's still... Mm. Here you go. Mm. You know, it's not... This is... I'm level with Equals. you now. Yeah, he still sees Cody as higher than him. And yes. I think Cody might have been just trying to show him that respect by Ooh. getting to, trying to look him in the eye. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But that's not really what's being said at the minute. It's no. like Cody is like angry or something. But like, yeah. I think Cody kind of respects the fact that he was able to beat him. He might he obviously hates losing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that could be a, a scenario that could have played out. See, you don't get this anywhere else. Sunday game, 30 seconds. Oh, ben, hey, Brian, bad man. Henry, good man. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay, yes, yeah. I'm very much open to that, yes. Yeah, like, I don't see any animosity there. The two of them fucking worked together for years. Mm. Achieved a lot together, like, yeah. and Cody was obviously higher up mm. the hierarchy. Mm. Yeah. Someone has just fainted or died upstairs. Mm. I came into the house to get my gear bag last night, and a cat had pissed in my gear bag. Here? Yes. Oh, that's the sign of get out. Get out, out. out. Make happen. The cats can get out. Oh, there he is. That's the man who'll get the cats out. <laughs> Never mind Henry Scheffler. <laughs> he told me last night they came in and there was a cat on the the counter and he said it was quite lucky I didn't have a hurl on me. <laughs> or there are cats inside. Cat, oh, Michael and Eve's cats live here at the minute. Like. Wow. Yeah. Big change, big change. Big change, yeah. Mick's no. not a cat man. No, no. Mm. Um, yes, so... So, we're going to 100 degrees tonight. Yes. We went there. Best of luck. Enjoy that. Yes. Uh, I had the halibut, but you'll the probably halibut. go for a steak. I'll go for a steak. I don't even. I think they do a steak, yes, yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's just everything is cooked very well. And, and do enjoy it, Mark Halpin. Yeah. Uh, I won't be going to a certain restaurant. No. Uh, I had a run. Myself and Maeve Binchy had a run in with yeah. a business owner in Gory on the bank holiday Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. You were really admirable. I wasn't there, Mark, but I heard what you said. And you said, you don't be pushing her. She's a woman. You can't push her. Yeah. And you got very, very, I don't know. It sounded very childlike in your expression as, as a drunk man. Yeah, yeah, I am very childish in my expression <laughs> as a drunk man, as you informed me of what I was saying to mom. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I just, thoughts come in and it's just like, I tried to tie, tie two things together and aggravate it all. Like, this is, I danced to this song because I like Dave Redmond or something. It's like, Dave Redmond plays this song, so this is my favourite song. Or what is it? I don't know, you started giving out about Alan Corcoran. This is mom. Like, mom is, mom is in the ether like mob mob doesn't mob doesn't congregate in gory anymore but we grew up with mob as a friend but now mob just lives in a field in, in <coughs> ballycanew and he comes out on special occasions and goes into 64 where it's crowded with loads of people yeah and uh so mob we see mob i've seen mob in years within three minutes alan corcoran only plays songs that sound like he's singing them because alan corcoran's all this oh. <laughs> And you just have to go with it. And you're like, I wish I had a notebook to write down this. <laughs> I had no idea what I was talking about. By the way, Alan Corkin, that's all in jest. And we do want to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Even is. though we call us the two Johnnies. <laughs> We're more like Jedward than the two Johnnies. We are not the two Johnnies. Mm. 
But he just he just wants everything the best to be Wexford. Yeah, but the best is Wexford. Yeah, yeah you don't have, need it. Yeah, you don't need to be. Right. You don't even need to recognise the two Johnnies. That's a new wave of thinking from Mark Alpin here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, can I give one, uh, one little thing? Mm. We are coming into a beautiful passage of time because the strawberry van on the Quarter Road near the Marfield has reappeared. Woo! It came out of nowhere. It's painted white again, and it will be there with its tacky Wexford flags in a few weeks' time, and we will. We will rejoice and be glad. We are back, baby. I have a letter Michael gave me. Oh, yes, at yes. At the yes, start yes. of the podcast. So can I read this on the podcast or do you want me to You can, you can. Okay. You can. You can gloss over any bits that get too mushy. Okay. Mark, I'd like to take the time to pen three things I admire about you. I really admire your selfless loyalty. It is a quality that drew me to you book in... That drew me to you back in TY. Loyalty... Is, you're not big on spaces, Michael. <laughs> is a precious quality. Built upon... That... Built upon is one word there, <laughs> right, hold on. Built upon understanding, respect, and genuine enthusiasm. Here lies a prism of expanding the idea that we share a sort of anim cara bond. It's something I sense and feel. This stumps me as I try to distill our friendship into three qualities. So let me dance with the choice of this opening quality, selfless loyalty. Loyalty surprised me as an opening choice, but it makes sense when I reflect on the nature of anim cara, soul friend. Its depth knows no end, it cannot be contained. Loyalty comes from a sense in the ether that the quality the ether that the quality of connection is imperable and lifelong. Our friendship has been a blessing as we both understand that our the other always does their best. In truth we in truth that never every time it decepts doubt dispits doubt about this or that, we know that we both present in an authentic fashion. So now that I've captured our bond, let me zone in on you as a person. You have a cracking dry humor. It transforms. You crack a smile uh, and laugh where it is least suspected. Your sense of humor makes the world that little bit lighter. You're deeply intelligent and uh, the beautiful thing is that you don't know the depth of that intelligence. Finally, Mark, I deeply admire your worldview. You have a rich, meaningful approach to life where discipline is valued and you put faith in yourself and your output you let it all hang out mark <laughs> for this reason mark will you let it all hang out for me and as my best man will you stand by me on the biggest day of my life in february 2024 will you keep me on the straight and narrow will you keep me out of the salad bar when i'm needed in glencullen church Will you make sure that Fab doesn't steal lotto tickets during the wedding ceremony? Will you keep my box of fags within close range at all times? <laughs> Will you foolate Wim Hof breathing? breathing when necessary? Will you make sure that my stag allows for seven hours of sleep, <laughs> a spell in the sauna and a cheeky scone? Will you make sure that Mickey Shield does not arrange an Irish Republican gun salute at the wedding? I had much fun composing these requests. I have one serious last request. Is, as best man, other groomsmen are Evan, Garode, Owen and Connor. I ask that you lead these in a cruise or cruise captain. This crew, oh, this crew as captain. It's a big grooms party and I want everyone to be involved. I would be so happy for you to include each groomsman as their, as their opinion, input and outlook. This is very important to me and I do hope you honour this request. Thank you for taking the time to read and listen and express this letter. It's gone. It's gone everywhere. 
Uh, oh, and so, Mark, I put the question to you again. Will you do me the honour of serving me as best man? Michael Scribble. Thank you very much, Michael. That was beautiful. Thank oh, you. I appreciate I that. Thank you, so man. you're going to read all this on the stage, uh, Gory Little Theatre. <laughs> oh, oh, I was? Like, yeah, yeah, well, a bit of that, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you didn't ask me to read it on stage. <laughs> that yes. was very good. Yeah, mm. so... We're talking about the stag. I don't know. We can cut this out of the podcast if you want. Uh, oh, go for it. Like dates, like so. It's February twenty twenty four. Yeah, don't know when to go. I'd when say. to go? So like Christmas, we'll probably have a live show. Yeah, probably. Uh, August, would there be championship? Hmm. I'd say Halloween. Like Halloween. Work. Yeah, yeah. There'll be no the teachers will be off. There'll be less hurling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Halloween football could be over. Mm. Oh, football, yes, yeah. Yeah, football yeah. matters. The, the groomsmen, that doesn't matter to the groomsmen at all. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, the footballers live in a hurling world. Thanks yeah, that's it, it's a hurler's world, we just live in it. Um, yeah, look, we will plenty of time to talk about that anyway. Yes, 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 yes. But uh, the start, yes, uh, just. I want a big shindig. Want shindig? Oh, there will. Yeah. There we have yeah. plans already. Oh, we already have a few good. ideas have been tossed about. Very good. Yeah. We were at, speaking of ideas, which I'm sure are related. We went to my dad wrote a porno there. Uh, yes, <laughs> on yes, Friday. yes, yes. Very interesting. But, yeah. Uh, there was this one, and he was saying about breasts, and he was doing these sort of expressions. So. Yeah. Yes. What did you make of it? If someone knew that, I wouldn't have listened to the podcast. Yeah, I found it. It was, was okay. References it was lost. like sorry, a lot, a lot of, of references lost on us. Characters. Yeah. No, I knew the main character because I'd listened to the f- a couple of episodes of the first series, mm. so I knew who Belinda was, the main character. Yeah. But the timing of it all was like it was. It was okay. It was like going to the cinema and going mm. to a film, like yeah. in that I didn't expect anything. Like other people really enjoyed it, but mine for me it was a fine film. But yeah, I go back to, to it uh, all because the timing of everything was just too, too. Perfect. Structured, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could tell, you say this now and you say this now, and when this line comes, because your one was kind of interjecting a bit early on some things as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good. It, um, it was good. It was good I to see. Do no, what? No, yeah, it was just good to see how a podcast production because a lot of it has been just a natural flowing of the the expertise of Shane and Connor, and to actually sit back and realize, oh, here are three people that are paid getting thousands of euro, mm. and they have used the same principles that we do. They've had a funny VT at the start to mm. get people laughing. Mm. They've used the PowerPoint to stir conversation. Yeah. And so it's all just one big surprise. Mm. So, um, yes, were you going to, uh, did you enjoy it? What did yeah, you I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't, I think, right, so I'm going to throw a big claim here. Go for it. I think your man writes the pornos himself. Mm. I have to agree. Yeah, I think maybe at the start there was, his father did write, an erotic novel because mm. there's many books now apparently right and he's wrote loads of them but i think the first one maybe was written by his father mm. as for the purpose of trying to be an erotic novel yeah and that was the whole premise of it he tried to write this novel it was bad yeah and we review it but now at the end of it like just some of the, the way it's written and the way that chapter finishes like there's no way that was ever written for the purpose of anything other than comedy exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah there's nobody would get off on anything that was in that, like. Yeah. Yeah. Or you would ever imagine anyone yeah. would, like. It was all English humour as well. It was all very much... Very much, oh, pish, posh. Pish, posh. Yes, so... Oh, oh well, yeah. how ravenous. 
ravenous. Let's go and take another country. Fuck it. The bout. <laughs> what are you doing after lunch? I'm taking Zambia. <laughs> Would you like anything? Would you like any one while I'm over there? I'll get a few and bring them back. And since we're riffing here on the colonial mindset, can we uh, bring us out to Tim Dillon's revelation about people getting reparations after they were being brought from yeah, fuck. England to Australia? So, uh, yeah, apparently this is a thing. The last generation in Australia. Last generation. Australia. So the stolen generations were the children of Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander descents who were removed from their families by the Australian federal and state government agencies and church missions under acts of their respective parliaments. So there's a lost generation and I think there's a stolen generation. So what did they do? They were removed from their families. Uh, well, I wonder where did they put the Aboriginals? Because I, what I heard was that they moved... Uh, Family from English children over to Australia took them away from their families and brought them over and gave them to white families to in increase the white population in Australia. Wow! And but this yeah. uh, so there was two we mentioned. There was the lost generation. There was a stolen generation. Uh, wait, white British children to Australia. Between 1945 and 1968, over 3,000 British children were told they were orphans and sent to Australia on a promise of warmth, fresh air, abundant food and opportunity. Instead, they arrived to deprived institutions where neglect and abuse were the norm. My gosh. Yeah. So this... Brit oh, it's 130,000 were shipped abroad. Britain's child migrant programme. Why 130,000 children were shipped abroad? The National Child Abuse Inquiry is hearing testimony from people shipped as children to Australia. Some children sent to former colonies between 1920s and 1970s faced servitude, hard labour and abuse. More than 130,000 children were sent to a better life in former colonies, mainly Australia and Canada, from the 1920s to the 1970s under the Child Migrant Programme. The children aged between 3 and 14 were almost inevitably from deprived backgrounds and had already su suffered some form of social or charitable Oh no, sorry, and were already in some form of social or charitable care. It was believed they would lead happier lives. Charities such as Bernardo's and the Fairbridge Society, the Anglican and Catholic churches and the local authorities helped out with the organisation of the immigration. Once there, the children were often told that they were orphans to face better... Sorry, once there, the children were often told they were orphans to better facilitate their fresh start. The parents, many of them single mothers, forced to give up their child for adoption because of poverty or social stigma, believed this was giving them the best chance in life often though often did not have details of where their offspring are being sent to so it's basically like the mother and baby homes they're just sending them off to australia uh, so here's um we are sorry they were allowed to be sent away at the time when they were the most vulnerable we are sorry that instead of caring for them this country turned its back he announced a six million fund to reunite families that have been torn apart so that was gordon brown the pr then prime minister oh in, in his official apology yeah Mm. So there was a lot of, a lot of shit went on in yeah. Australia. That's interesting. In 1956, three British officials visited Australia on a fact-finding mission to inspect 26 institutions which took child migrants and delivered back a fairly critical report identifying issues such as lack of expertise in childcare, the concerns of the remote rural locations. The report, however, made no mention of sexual or physical abuse and the child migration continued. That was in 1956. That report mm -hmm. so they knew it was going on and they continued yeah. it yeah so that happened that was 
the English going over and then the lost generation were the Aboriginals, Indigenous people who were taken away from their families. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how um, rightly healing is taking place now and mm. healing is taking form of compensation for those people. Mm. But isn't it just, I find, giving money is one way of healing it but like there's just so many other ways of just trying to forgive and let go of trauma in the past because mm. trauma was there trauma that sounds awful separation and and the abuse when they got there mm. Um, mm. yeah so that's we're ending on a night nice note there i have to go play a match yeah let's see if there will be any trauma inflicted against the sarsuits today let's see a big namaste a namaste see you next week <laughs>